Uh, God did send me here with an assignment. I prayed about this, and I kind of bounced back and forth, and I find, finally landed where I believe God wants me to land uh, with this message today. Uh, so we're going to start, we're going to begin today in Ephesians. Amen. And I know y'all might know something about the book of Ephesians. And so we're going to start in the book of Ephesians, and Pastor told me that I was at home, and so I'm going to act like I'm at home. And so as you're turning to the book of Ephesians, chapter number 6, uh, will you repeat after me, I am ready, I am ready to, receive to receive the uncompromised, the uncompromised word, of word of God. This word, this word is, for me is for me to change me for the better. I made it through yesterday. I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. If God be for me, who can be against me? Right now, I declare victory in the name of Jesus. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise if you agree with that. That'll get you through the week. Amen. Ephesians chapter number six. Let's begin to, re- to read at verse uh, number 10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And then he tells us what we need to put on. He says, uh, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy, of the wicked rather, and take the helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication, supplication rather in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Um, if I ask you the question, if you go back uh, to verse number 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, if I ask you the question, um, who was the greatest heavyweight boxer of all time? In other words, who was the greatest heavyweight fighter uh, of all time? And you might date yourself with the answer. We're going to have a lot of opinions. But when I was growing up, uh, there was a dude that floated like a butterfly, (laughs) and he stung like a bee. And, And he was in his own uh, heart and mind, and by his own words, what, he, what did he used to say? I am, I am the greatest. And he said that, he said, I said that before I even knew I was. 
just said it. Because that's what I believe that I am the greatest. And so uh, I want you to look at this picture. This uh, is who I'm going to pick as the greatest. And his name was Muhammad Ali. And I'm going to ask you a question. What makes a great fighter? Um, We're going to look at some of the things that make up a great fighter. Because the title of today's message is How to Fight for Your Vision. How to Fight for Your Vision. Vision is simply something that God downloads into us. It's a dream. It's something supernatural. It's something that we, we, we have not attained yet. But yet, it's very real. It's something that God, God doesn't play with us. He doesn't dangle uh, something in front of us and then takes it away. And so when God gives you a vision, as a matter of fact, um, you sitting in vision. Somebody saw this. Somebody planned for this. Somebody um, labored for this long before you sat down. Amen. Long, long before there was a building, somebody. Had, and so, so somebody had to fight for us to be here to sit down today. Amen. So, so somebody, somebody had to fight for the vision. Amen. Now, now some, of, some of us were married and, and, and God gave us the wife. And we thank God when he gave us the wife. But then after we were married for a little while, uh, we started fighting the wife and not for the vision. When, when God had a, had a plan and a purpose, and really that's what vision is, it's, 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 it's the plan and the purpose of God for your life. And so we ain't all there yet, but we headed in that direction, but we got to fight for it. I, I like what Paul said. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So, so he didn't say we don't wrestle. Come on now. <laughs> we might see that not the wrong way. He, he didn't say we didn't wrestle. He said we wrestle. So, so we got to fight. And so we're in a fight. And we're going to have to fight for the vision. Um, ironically, uh, Pastor T, I, my, my wife, I, uh, I just thought about that. Uh, when I was preparing for this message. We got married the Saturday before Easter, 32 years ago, in Spring Hill. And my grandmother was uh, staying with us, and my mom and dad in Shreveport, and um, she was in the early stages of Alzheimer's. So she would kind of come and go in her mind. And that Sunday, so it was Easter Sunday when she said this, we stopped by my parents before we head back to Atlanta. And right when we were getting ready to to walk out the door, uh, she stopped us. She hadn't said nothing the whole time. But she stopped us before we walked out the door. And she looked at us a long time and she said, y'all stay together. 
Y'all know when the old folks point their finger at you. They serious. Okay. And, and we said, she said, y'all stay together. And we said, okay. Her name was Mom Minnie. We said, I said, okay, Mom Minnie, we're going we gonna to stay together. And we were getting ready to walk. She said, no, nah, uh-uh. She said, y'all stay together. Second time she said. And so now everybody in the house is kind of, that grabbed everybody's attention. And we said, okay, okay, my men, are we going to stay together? And then she said, no, the third time. She said, y'all stay together because it's something special that y'all going to do. It's something about y'all. Now, 32 years ago, I'm, I'm marveling at the video because in 1989, I'm clubbing down. I mean, I'm shutting every club down, <laughs> buying everybody drinks. So I'm like, this this why he my this is my my <laughs> this is my example to follow right here. And so there was nothing in me. Listen to me. There was nothing in me or in us that that anybody would have thought they're gonna do something special for God. Come on now. But my grandmother, in her she was in her 90s. In her 90s. God gave her and showed her a vision on Easter Sunday, one day after we were married. And when, when, when my wife was acting up because I never acted up, <laughs> and I thought it's time, see, I'm the hero of my own story. And so... <laughs> And so when she would act up, I would often hear my grandmother's voice. <laughs> Y'all stay together. And it actually brought tears to my eyes when I was meditating on this message because I wonder if she saw my daughter, wow. my two sons, wow. my grandson, Antioch, the church the things that are precious to me. She saw it. And she said, the only way you're going to get it, you're going to have to stay together. And things didn't turn around until we started fighting together. There was a time we would go into our separate corners. And we would fight each other. Well, we flesh and blood. So we fighting the wrong enemy. And Satan loves um, to wreak havoc and then stand back in the shadows. He don't just show up saying, good morning, I'm the devil today. And I will be taking full advantage of all of your issues and creating havoc in your life. Let's run together. You know, that's not how he shows up. Uh, You know, he may show up in, uh, you just didn't put enough salt on the chicken. Uh, uh, I don't know why every time I walk in here, the sock's in the same place. You know, he may show up like that. He's going to subtly show up. 
so that you sleeping on this side of the bed and you sleeping on this side and both of y'all about to fall out the bed. Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) Now, the natural realm is a replica of what's in the spirit. And so just like you have a good fighter in the natural, uh, you can glean some of the things that make a good fighter in the natural to be a good uh, fighter uh, in the spirit. And so what made Muhammad Ali a great fighter? Uh, One was speed. You have to have uh, speed. And I'm just going to kind of go through these uh, pretty quick. Um, And so you got to be able to move. Say amen. Amen. Uh, Grit is another one. You got to have some grit. Let's say grit not to quit. And so if you, if you, if, if God has downloaded a vision in, into you, uh, one of the greatest factors that's going to come against you um, is, <laughs> is, is, listen, I want to quit. Amen. You're going to have to, you're going to have to fight against the, the, the ability, or if you will, or not the ability, but um, just the urge uh, to quit because it's easy to quit it's easy to give up on your vision everybody ain't gonna say I'm with you everybody's not gonna support it as a matter of fact you're gonna have more resistance but a plane don't fly until there's resistance against it and it, it's able to rise up uh, against the resistance amen and, and so, 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 so grit uh, confidence, courage, passion uh, being able to adapt, uh, focus and patience, accuracy and power, defensive skills. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Pastor, what, what do you need defensive skills for in the spirit? Because you're going to get hit. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yes. You, you're going to get hit. Yes. And, and you got to be able to take a punch. And so you can't, just, you can't just put your face out there for the enemy to just beat you down. Right. At some point, you're going to have to learn how to move out the way. Yeah. That's, that's what makes a good fight. He can't just, he can't just get pummeled right. and win the fight. Right. And so at some point, he's going to have to have some kind of uh, defensive skill, endurance and stamina, discipline, quick thinking. And this one I like about Ali footwork. I'm too old, I can't do it now, but I tell you what I do, I did it so fast, y'all didn't see it. <laughs> and so, so, but he did, <laughs> he, he would have, he would have good, good footwork. And so that, those are some of the things that make a, a good fighter in the natural. I want you to translate now those things in the spirit. As Paul is saying, uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle. We do come against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. Amen. We, do come, we do have a battle uh, that we're going to have to fight. And so I want to do this with the remaining of my time. Uh, I want to give you three foundational statements. Some of these might make you mad, but that's all right. I know God sent me here to, 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 to speak this into somebody's heart and spirit that's about to give up on a vision that God gave you that God downloaded into you. And then also to let you know that Elizabeth Baptist Church ain't done yet. 
There's, there's plenty more in the tank. And so your, your foundational statement number one, God fights the battles we can't win. Go, go to fat. We're going to go to Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Uh, one of my favorite uh, passages to preach in the whole Bible for many, many reasons. But when you get to Second, Second Chronicles uh, chapter number 20, uh, when you get there, say amen. amen. Um, Jehoshaphat, if, if you read verse 1, he is being surrounded with armies. He's outnumbered. His army is about to go down. The whole nation is about to be destroyed. And then he goes to church. He goes to church and he called all of the congregation, the elders, the children, the wives, everybody together, and he started praising. And I love this prayer because he said what he did, he reminded God of the vision that he gave to Abraham. And that vision uh, went through Moses and Joshua and, and, and David and, and all of the, all the way up to Jehoshaphat. And he said, God, you told him that when we get in trouble, as a matter of fact, we could have destroyed this armor, but you told us to leave him alone. And so we, listen, we're here because we don't know what to do. We have nowhere else to turn. Our eyes, God, they are up on you. What a great prayer when you're fighting for your vision. And, and so then he gets here and, and he prays. And then all of a sudden, how, did, how many folk know when you pray, uh, God's going to show up? And by the way, prayer is not complete until you hear from God. And so you ain't through praying until God speaks. Some of us pray, we beg, we plead, we ask God, and then we leave. God says, your prayer's not over because I hadn't said nothing yet. But here comes God. He shows up. Verse number 14. The Bible says, uh, then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Metaniah, a Levite. They want to know, they want to know who this guy is. Of the sons of Asaph came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Listen to what God said. He said, hearken ye all Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. And thou, King Jehoshaphat, thus said the Lord unto you. Y'all know this one. Don't even have to read it. Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the what? Battle is not yours, but God's. Now, don't you love the next verse? Tomorrow, you go down there. <laughs> Come on, God. And so if the battle ain't mine, why do I have to go down there? If you got this one, we'll just hang up here, God. We, we are good right here. Why do I have to go down there tomorrow if the battle ain't mine? Listen, all the promises of God are obtained by faith. It don't take faith to stay. It don't take faith to stay out of trouble. Come on. Come on. 
It takes faith to go down there. But, but the reason you're going down there is I got something for you when you get there, but you got to go get it. I got a bird feeder in my front yard. And, uh, you know, I put seed in there. And the birds can eat all the seed they want, but they got to leave the nest to get it. And sometimes we want God to drop the food in the nest. God said, no, you got to, I need you to get up early. need you to beat the other birds there. And I got something for you. And so, so they left and had to go down there. Of course, I love the story because they sent the praise team. But I'm going to get off my, my point if I do that. Uh, they sent the praise team first. That's why praise team, y'all running demons out of here. Amen. When, when you praise, uh, the enemy is confused. And do, do a quick little pastoring moment. Uh, the greatest amount of confusion is going to come right here. The attack is here. That's, that's who they're after. But I got to start it somewhere in the church. And the power is in the praise. And if I can, if I can keep your mouth shut, if I can have enemies on the praise team against each other, if I can have competition where we're battling each other and not battling the enemy, then I can, I can affect everything else. Can we say amen to that? Amen. And so, so God says, Jehoshaphat, you can't win this one. But I can. And so they set an ambush when the praise team praised. Enemies were destroyed. Three days. They were picking up sport. Three days. I think sometimes, Pastor, we read that too fast. Not, you know, I'm just saying that in general. Uh, because you know how long three days is? And we ain't talking about an hour a day. They, you know, they wasn't on union time. You know, they actually worked. And so, and so, <laughs> so a whole day of picking up spoil, and then a whole day, the second day of picking up, three days. So they went from nothing to having an increase and in an overflow uh, just because God told them, I've got this one. God, God's not broke. He can fund his vision. So God's never the problem. Sometimes it's us. Are we all right? So we got that one. God fights the battles that we can't win. There are some battles we can't win. And those are the ones that God fights. Number two. God does not fight the battles we can win. I'm gonna, I, know, I know pastor's just going to get a little quiet right here. But he does not fight the battles uh, that we can win. Y'all, y'all know the Apostle Paul. Uh, We're going to go to this a word church. And pastor, I'm enjoying your series uh, that you're teaching in, in, on, on the book of Ephesians. And so 2 Corinthians chapter uh, number 12. Um, what a theologian, by the way. And, and, and sound doctrine is what this man, uh, what he preaches. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, when we get there, say amen. amen. Um, 
Paul says, um, basically he's sharing uh, an out-of-body experience that he had. We actually went to the third heaven and he saw things that he didn't even want to talk about and he didn't want to be exalted or, or he wanted to remain humble. Um, something happened to Paul. He said uh, that in verse 7, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that was given to me, a what? A thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan. This thing came straight from the devil to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing, I prayed three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, verse 9, and y'all know this scripture, my what? Grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. God was telling Paul, Paul, this is not my battle. You got this one. You can win it. I want you to keep this and continue to serve me. Um, yeah, I, I, I want you to overcome this. Amen. See, some things we want God to take away, and God say, that's the very thing that I need to keep you on your knee. Come on. That's the very thing I need you to go through so that you can be dependent and trust in me. Amen. See, I'm, I'm going to release the grace to you, Paul, for you to continue to minister with the thorn. And so this one you can win. You can win. So, so, so we can't say, I can't handle this God. The things we can't handle, he won't allow us to go through. Amen. So better, it's, it's better to say, I need to lo- know how to fight this battle because this battle is mine. This one is mine. Come on now. And so he doesn't fight. He doesn't fight the battles that we can win. Yeah. Yeah. We want God to take away our bad attitude. God going to say, no, you got to beat that one. That's yours. Come on. No, no, you, you the, the joy of the Lord. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that one we got. Come on now. So, so we want God to take everything away from us. And, and wouldn't it be great if God just, you know, you, <laughs> if he just took bitterness out of your heart. Let, let me just take that from you so you don't have to work on it. A negative attitude. Come on. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> no faith. You know, just God just do everything. God said, no, that's, that's yours. And we're waiting on God to do something that he says I'm not going to do. Because that one is on you. And so God does not fight the battles uh, that, that we can win. And then your, your point number three on your foundational statement, the first battle that we have to win is over self. I want you to listen to me very carefully. All the other battles... Don't have a chance of you winning if you don't fight this one first. That's why Jesus said, if any man will come after me or follow me, let him first deny himself. 
because you're not going to win any battles. You're not, you can, you, listen, the vision can't come to pass if you don't win the battle over self. Self, self is selfish. Self is consumed with itself. Self won't feed nobody. Self won't clothe nobody. Self won't serve nobody. Self won't give to nobody. Self is selfish. And so we have to, we have to win the battle over self first if we're going to win any other battle. You're not going to win any more battles if you don't win the battle over, over self. And by the way, uh, let's just keep it real. Um, er, you know, everybody want to talk about what they did before Christ. But some of us doing, we doing stuff in Christ. Because, you know, we want to talk before Christ time. That, that was my BC time. My B, you know, it was BC. <laughs> but what we do in AD? <laughs> what did we do last week? And so, so this is not a battle you win at salvation. And then you don't have to fight it anymore. This is a battle I have to fight all the time. Every day. Every single day, I got to win this battle. Amen. Amen. Now, I know this ain't happening in Benton, but in Texas. <laughs> everybody that come to church, you know, ain't right and don't want right. And some folk will come into your church waiting, looking for a spot to stab in your back by, while saying, I got your back. <laughs> and what they really saying, I'm looking for a spot to stab <laughs> in your back. And so when you have, when you have those kind of things around you, it's easy to start thinking about self. Self-preservation. That we'll forget. The Lord said, I can't use you um, if you're going to hide yourself. If you're going to protect yourself. I can't use you. I, I need you. I need you to, to trust me with your heart. And I remember I say, God, if I, listen, if, if, if I lay down my guard, these folks going to think they're going to take my kindness for weakness. And from coloring, you don't let folk run over you. And so you think you're going to come to church and run over me? And, and, and especially when you know you can get them. Like, like, I can take him. Now, some guys, you be like, I don't know about him, but, but this guy. And the Lord, the Lord said, you're protecting yourself. You're not sharing your whole heart. And he said, I can't use you because now you're limited. You may not be able to preach to white people. If you're still holding against them what they did to you in the third grade. And I want white people saved too. I want Muslims saved too. Listen, I I want the anti, listen, I want the homosexual, I want them saved. And so so if you're going to protect yourself, I'm limiting in how I can use you. I, I need you to, I need you to. To, to lower your guard, 
and I need you to pour out your whole heart to everybody. I say, and I was so honest with God. I say, God, if I do that, uh, I'm going to get hurt. And boy, I was there, you know how God's a loving God. He's kind. He, he's a good God. I was just expecting God to say, you know, you're right. So you don't have to do that because they are going, you are going to get hurt. You know what he said? He said, you're right. Do it anyway. And you'll know how my son felt on the cross. That his heart was broken. That the people that he had ministered to, the people, you know, think about Jesus on the cross. When the tree that they cut down to, to, to crucify him on, he remembered when that tree came up. That's the tree I'm going to be uh, crucified with. The guy that beat him and gave him the, 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 the lashes with the whip, with the bones on the, on the end of the whip to tear his flesh, when that guy was born, he saw him. He said, this is the guy that's going to beat me. The guy that put the crown of thorns on his head, that he, he knew when he was born, this is the guy that's going to place the thorn on my head. When Peter was born, uh, this is the guy He's going to walk on water, but then he's going to deny that he even knows me. And so, so you don't think it broke his heart. But God said these words to me, and he's, he's kept his word to me. They're the sweetest words uh, that he could have said to me. He said, remember, I came to heal the broken heart. So every time your heart is broken, I will heal it. So now God can, he can, he can use me because I gave him my heart. Amen. And yeah, there are people that, that don't mean you well, but remember, you're fighting for a vision. That's right. That's right. As a matter of fact, they don't even know what you're fighting for. Lord Jesus, you're feeding people that's fighting you. But one day, they're going to be on your side. They just don't know it yet that what you're doing is going to benefit them. That's why it's important to fight for your vision. We got a son, and I'm I'm not bragging, I promise you. We got a son that he graduated from Stanford University, played football, uh, was a captain there last year, graduated, now he's... Uh, at SMU in the master's program. Um, came out of Coppell High School, and we, uh, we got an invitation to go to Stanford to a camp, football camp. He wasn't going. I ain't going. I don't want to have nothing to do in California. That's too far from home. I'm not, uh, what do you call it? I'm not a uh, brainiac, you know. <laughs> I'm not a nerd. I'm cool. I ain't going to Stanford. I said, me and, his, me and his mom, you may not go to the school, but we going to this camp. <laughs> we going to this camp. And then when we got there, um, I was sold. I mean, they blew me away with their program. And I was all in. Uh, you want my opinion, son, where you going to go? And he had a different offers, different place. Need to go to Stanford. He wasn't with it. Wasn't going, didn't want to go. Uh, but we... We, we convinced him to follow through with the process. He followed through with the process. Ended up committing to Stanford. 
went up there, did a great job, has, has had a great reputation and a great name at Stanford. The other day at dinner, he said, thank you, because he was mad at us that we made him go. He felt like we forced him to go to Stanford. At dinner the other day, he said, thank y'all. That was the best decision of my life. Now, we saw it before he saw it. And so we had to fight for it. And what he don't know is why he was resisting us in the natural. We praying him out in the spirit. Come on. Because we know how to fight. And so I'm going to close with this, Pastor. I got eight minutes, and I'm going to close with this. Uh, How do Christians fight? That's really the question. Um, So how does a Christian fight? And remember Muhammad Ali, the picture? What was he doing? He was standing up. He's standing over his, <laughs> his he's standing over his, uh, the, his enemy. And so this is how Christians fight. Um, come on, men. This, this don't seem strong. That seems strong. But see, you can't get to that. You can't get to standing over your enemy. So long before I hit the battlefield, long before they see me at Antioch, see, long before I walk and talk in front of somebody and tell them anything, I've been on my knees. Yes, sir. And I like being on my knees because, listen, um, it's hard for a blind man to be humble or to be proud. And so, so, so when you got something wrong with you, you need to humble yourself. And there's something wrong with me. And so I have to humble myself. And so have y'all ever seen a proud black, a blind man? Because when you're blind, you need somebody to lead you around. Paul had to be blinded to knock some pride out of him. And so he lost his sight. Now I'm dependent on somebody else. I was dependent upon my degree. I was dependent upon my relationship with Gamaliel. I was dependent upon my knowledge of the, the, the book of the law and, and the Torah. Now he's depending on somebody else to lead it. God had to humble him. And so, so before I start any battle, I'm on my knees. This is a position of strength. This is a position of strength for men. It's hard men to get there. Number two, uh, we fight in the spirit. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty, right? And so how do we fight? We fight, we fight in uh, the spirit. Uh, then we fight using the word of God. Luke chapter uh, number four. What did Jesus rebuke Satan with? The word of God. It is written. It is written. It is written. Now, uh, before we got to Ephesians uh, 6, you had, to, you had to read Ephesians 4 because that's where he comes in. This is what God wanted me to say to your church, Pastor. Um, 
in the vision for Elizabeth. Uh, I, I placed a tailor-made suit in the congregation. Now, anybody ever bought a suit off the rack and then had one tailored? When it's tailored, it's custom fit to you. And so God, God has set your ears, the octave in your ears, to match his voice. And so, so every preacher ain't a pastor. That's right. That's right. And, and so, 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 so let, me, let me tell you what a pastor does. A pastor stays with his flock. Amen. A pastor doesn't leave when it gets hard. A pastor doesn't steal other people's sheep. A pastor nourishes and, 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 and raises up and causes his own sheep to multiply. A, a pastor, listen, a pastor will guard and, and, and stand guard against the wolf. Y'all got a tailor-made, a tailor-made gift so you can fight for your vision. Are we all right? And so we fight using the word of God. We fight, uh, number uh, three, with confidence. And then finally, uh, we fight to the death. Sometimes in the church, we don't realize this thing is to the death. Why did Paul say, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. I have finished my course. We're in church today. Thank God in the United States of America where we of worship. And we can come and worship free, freely. Um, This was part of Jesus' vision. This was part of Paul's vision because Paul ministered to the Gentiles. And so what we're sitting in, vision was fought for. And because it was fought for, blood shed and died for, we're able now to come into this church and we able to praise God. We able to worship God because somebody fought for the vision. Vision outlives you. Doesn't die when you die. It outlives you. And there are people that will benefit because you fought uh, for the vision. Fight it to the death. My time is up and I thank you for yours. Amen. I appreciate it. Praise the Lord. Lord, we thank you for vision. And God, everything, we come into an agreement with everything you have purposed, everything you have spoken. And I just pray, God, that you would now raise up fighters who will fight for the vision, fight for it the right way. God, 
You know what's in the heart of this pastor, your man of God that you have handpicked and chosen for this time. And I just pray, God, that everything that is in his heart, that you've placed in his heart, everything, every need, God, that it, it will be met, that this church would overflow uh, with uh, provision, that there will always be uh, enough meat in the house, God, that there will always be people coming from the north, south, the east, and the west that will be welcomed here, grow here, fed here. We thank you for 34 years. God, we ask that you would bless now this congregation, the children, the grandchildren, everybody connected to this vision, Father. Uh, may it continue to thrive. It is in Jesus' name that we pray and we say amen. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you.